It's Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. Welcome to the Outstanding Life Podcast. And listen, you know, this is going to be a, a podcast that's a little bit different than than most. Um, I have a good friend sitting here with me, Mr. Joshua Spears. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Johnny? Now, listen, this was this was not a trick, but uh, I asked Joshua to come over. I haven't seen him, you know, for months because of the, you know, COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, we're sitting here talking in the, here in the living room and... Um, the conversation was so good that I was like, hey, I'll be right back. I grabbed my recorder, grabbed the microphones, and I said, Joshua, let's continue the conversation. And what we are talking about is everything going on in the world right now, uh, COVID-19. Um, who would have ever thought in a million years that um, the beginning of last year that we'd be sitting here today almost a year later um, going through some of this stuff. And uh, those of you that have heard Joshua Spears' uh, podcast with me before, you know, he he's a motivational speaker, he's an author, he talks about mental health. And uh, today we're just going to talk about mental health during COVID. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's crazy, Joshua. Yeah, 2020 yeah, has been, you know, crazy. I mean, we all knew that it was going to be an election year. So you can forecast that that's going to be a challenge, right? There's going to be some strife there. We had no idea how much, right? And then the census year, Olympic year, uh, you know, but could we have ever forecasted uh, a global pandemic and all of the social equality challenges, our growing pains our country is going through? It just, it's just been a year that can could never have been forecasted. And we're all yeah. kind of still here. It is beginning of 2021. We're still kind of, you know, like a boxer who took a big hit, like still trying to catch our bearings, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so, so yeah, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened this year. Yeah. So. I know like, you know, yourself, me, and a lot of our, our friends in the entertainment business in mm-hmm. the speaking business in the, in the music business. I mean, none of us have worked, right. You know, uh, the great news is, is we have to reinvent ourselves. Right. Absolutely. And that's something you've been able to do. And I'm proud of you for doing that. I mean, you took your, your speaking skills, your writing skills, and now you have your dream job. Who would right. have ever thought yeah. maybe you wouldn't have taken the time mm-hmm. to even ex- know that a company like that existed. Mm-hmm. I, I love how you said that to me. You said, Johnny, I didn't even know that this, this, uh, this business right. existed ever. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm very cautious to, to talk about it in too light. Cause I know there's a lot of people out there hurting and I, I'm not trying to brag. I'm as a person of faith, I believe God laid the groundwork a few months before COVID for me. And, mm-hmm. um, I did some, a lot of stuff that I didn't get paid for, so to speak in some cases, you know, and I, I kind of just found something and was just pushing and pushing. And then COVID happened and all the speaking dried up as you know. Yeah. Right. And, and, and just kept pushing and was, was just, I had, I didn't know if I was wasting my time, but it turned into a job that I didn't even know existed that is perfectly what I'm built for. So, you know, and and I've met other people who found similar things too, but you know, that's not to minimize what people are going through who haven't, but just to say that that, you know, it, there's a, we have to hunt for that silver lining. Absolutely. We, we, we don't always know what it is. And, it, and again, that may be easy for me sitting here right now to say that, but I had a lot of dark seasons before I got to this point too. And you know right. me over the last few years, there's been ups and downs to this ride, yeah. you know, but, but you know, the whole COVID thing made it worse. Sure. Absolutely. You know, drug abuse, alcoholism, sure. Uh, family matters. Sure. 
You know, yeah. so I mean, I, I think you being an expert in this, I mean, let's touch sure. on some of these things, you know, like drug abuse. Sure. Like family matters. Sure. I mean, I, I've literally known people that were in relationships for mm-hmm. years and broke up mm-hmm. because of COVID or politics mm-hmm. or this, that, or another thing. Right. I've seen families divorced sure. over this. I mean, it, it's a trying time. For sure. What do you tell people? Well, I mean, if you think about think about somebody who uh, you think about a student, think about a wife who is in a, a tumultuous relationship. Maybe there's domestic violence, substance abuse, yada yada, all of the above in that home, and then they're locked in together. Right. How much worse is that going to be? Right. And then also add financial strain to that, add add additional time to, you know, do drugs or drink or whatever it is. You know, so I think that I mean, all all of us acknowledging the fact that and we'll talk we can talk about solutions, but also acknowledging the fact that we're all we're experiencing this together. So a lot of our things that were already challenges have been amplified. It's like if you take something bad in your life and you put a magnifying glass on it, that's kind of what, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and all of these political things and, and you know, a lot of the, the, the horrible, horrific things that happened in our country over the last year, yep. uh, not just the pandemic, but I think you could make the argument that the pandemic made all of that worse. Right. Right. So so, uh, so that, that's really the thing is, is all of us acknowledging the fact that we're going through a lot. So if we realize that we've gone through a lot, then we can kind of give ourselves a little bit of, of grace. And I think as far as what I would tell people, I mean, there's a whole series of things that you would, you know, you, you would, you, when, when you're going through something like that, you know, like taking a breath and that would be the first one is acknowledging like all of the stuff that I've been going through all of the challenges I have, all of the stress that I have, it's okay for me to acknowledge the fact that it's real. It's okay to me. It's not my fault. That doesn't mean I don't have anything to do going forward, but I'm just saying like the first step would be to give yourself a break. And understand Mm -hmm. that you're not alone. Exactly. That you're not alone. And that was one of the biggest things for me. Sure. You know, you know, some of our conversations, you know, a couple times a week, Sure. You know, I'd come to you and you're like, Johnny, that's, that, that's fine. You feel like that, mm-hmm. but you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that there's 50, 60 million people that have lost their jobs too. Sure. You're not alone. It's sure. not like you did something wrong. Sure. The industry went away. Right. And, 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 and that's tough though. Mentally, it's tough for people to understand that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what do you tell those people that, that feel like they are alone you know, I mean, is it, is it finding um, a support group? Is mm-hmm. it maybe, I mean, well, a lot of times we couldn't even find churches right. because the churches were closed. Right. Well, I, I, I and guess social media is not always good. No social media. <laughs> I mean, I, we can talk about social media. We should have a whole segment later about social media because that's, if that's where you're going for help, then that's the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess if I was to, someone who was in that situation, it's deaf content, uh, lost our jobs, all of these different things. I would, I would, I would get a, uh, a piece of paper and I would write two, have, have a three columns on it. Right. Okay. And then, and then at the top, the top left, put things that I completely control. The second one would be things I moderately control. You know, mm-hmm. um, an example of moderately control. I moderately control what happens in my house with my wife, but I don't completely control it, you know, yeah. and then things I have no control over. And then think of everything in your life that is stressing you out, everything in your life that's driving you crazy and be honest uh, uh, and, and not so much just the things in your life that are stressing you out, but the things that you are spending your time worrying about. Right. 
and, and, and categorize those and see how many of those things that you're directly worrying about that are, that are keeping you up at night, that are amazing, making you lose sleep, that are making you snap at your family and friends, that are making you feel less than. Yeah. And, and, and be honest about how much control you have. And then it, as, as that list starts to formulate, continue to th- look at that list and say the stuff over to the right is stuff that I can't control. So me, time, time effort, and energy, worrying about it. And then take this stuff that's all the way to the left that you directly control and own that list, baby. Yeah. Own it. You own if you walk, go for a walk in the morning. You own if you go to bed, get up early and do some extra reading. You own what you watch on TV. If you're watching something that's you're watching a, you know, listen to a podcast like this or a good sermon or what, whatever floats yeah. your boat. Or are you diving into the news and diving into social media and bickering with people? And and again, I'm not trying to preach it anyone all I'm simply yeah. saying is there are things that we can control that will make us happier unfortunately for, things start to control us right right, right. and and I, <laughs> I I struggle with the same thing I'm not sitting here preaching to you and your listeners I'm giving myself advice I could have a mirror that I'd be looking at right now <laughs> telling myself the same stuff yeah because that's what I tell myself all the time that's right you know regardless of situation I'm in or have been in or whatever that when it comes to the things that ruin our lives in our minds, most of the time, at least with me, yeah, it's from focusing on the stuff that I can't control or I moderately control. And when I'm focused on that, I'm abandoning the stuff I do control. And the next thing I know, I'm spinning out of control, right? I, I absolutely, and, and, and I just want to say, I mean, and, and again, I mean, you guys, if you could see this, I'm having a glass of wine. Joshua has his big jug of water, and we're literally just having a conversation with with one another and you. Um, but that example of what you just gave, mm-hmm. you gave that to me a few months ago, sure. And, and, and again, I was on the bandwagon watching too much news. I was diving into the politics. I was doing everything I wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then you said, stop, <laughs> stop. And, and, and you told me to do that. Yeah. And I called you like a week later. Yeah. And I said, dude, I, I literally watched 15 minutes to know the, what the current events are going on. Sure. I started reading again. I started working out. Even if it wasn't just a couple hundred push-ups or this or that, but I was just doing a couple something. hundred. Yeah. yeah, this guy's talking about a couple hundred. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. But, but, yeah. but, but, but at the end of the day, yeah. you were right though. But it changed my whole mindset. Right. It really works if you work it. Sure. You can't just talk about it. You have to do it. And folks, I mean, when, when Joshua was saying that, uh, please own that. Sure. Own making that list. Right. Listen to this podcast. Put it on pause right now and literally make that list if you're going through right. these things. Mm-hmm. And man, God bless you if things are great for you right now. Yeah. That's awesome. And you shouldn't feel bad about that either. Right. Don't feel guilty. Don't yeah. feel guilty because things are going good for you. You know, um, one more thing about yeah. that real quick, yeah, Johnny, absolutely. is that I'm, I, you know, I can sit here and, you know, since I've been on your show, I mean, I've gone through a lot of like during the course of getting that dream job, I also was in the hospital for several days with a, a, a irregular heartbeat and, and had all of these things. And when we were talking about the list of things we can control, the things we can't control, I'm excited that you got something from that. But I, once again, I was giving myself my own advice <laughs> right? because over the course of these issues with my heart and medication, all these different things, I had an aha moment that I had allowed myself to start feeling like a victim. And now there are a lot of victims, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, with social issues, all those, I'm not trying to say that victims don't exist. Right. But I would make the argument that looking at ourselves as a victim 
is is one of the traps. You know, this has happened to me. I can't do anything about it. That goes back to that whole control exercise that we were talking about before. Um, because and, and so for me, the one of the other examples, if you feel like you're out of control, like everybody's doing everything to us. Right. And, and, and now there are people in listening to this or, or in our lives that we need to get rid of us out of our lives because they are doing things to us and we are a victim, you know, domestic violence, all these different yeah, things absolutely. where yep. there are victims, but to view ourselves in life as a victim right. is a trap absolutely, because it makes us feel like it's not our fault and it probably isn't our fault, but it also makes us feel helpless, right. which is not true. Right. So that's where... You know that that's where we have to walk that line. And know? so, what what do you tell those people then? That that like it, is there because of the fact that I call you a a, a, a specialist, yeah, or specialty in this business, sure, or in in this area. What do you tell those people to get out of that mindset? Right, right. I think I think the first the first thing would be that list that we're talking yep. about. You know, and, and realizing okay, so how much of this can I control and how much of it can I control? But like I said before, taking that list of things that we can control and owning them. Like there are circumstances that relationships or what, you know, maybe it's a job that we, you know, maybe someone who hasn't lost their job, but maybe you're in a situation that you need to move on to something else, whatever. Uh, but I think realizing what you can control. So for me, I, I, I've always struggled with my weight. I can control the fact that I came up with the beginning of November, I call it my 5 a.m. mandate, and I get up at 5 a.m., go to the pool, and I haven't lost a whole bunch of weight. Yeah. But I felt a lot better. Yeah, right? mentally. And, yeah, mentally. And and I'm not there yet, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a weight loss speaker. If you see me, I'm not. That is not who I am. But my point is, is I can control that. Right. And so I'm going to control that, and, and I'm not going to be a victim there. And, 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 and again, I, I don't have necessarily all those answers, but it's ultimately like, what, what can you do today to make yourself feel better? I had a, a college professor when I was really struggling with mental health. I was struggling. I was borderline suicidal. It was a really dark season in my life. And he completely changed my life in so many ways. But one thing he said to me that I've never forgotten, I was in, the, in his office hours. You know, in college, you go to office yeah. hours and you can talk to the professor. And he goes, have you ever, and I was talking about my depression. And he goes, how's that working out for you? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, he goes, well, you're depressed. You say you're depressed. So you're depressed. You think about being depressed. So you're depressed. How's it working out for you? And it, it was like, he met, helped me see that like part of this is my choice. Right. And right. I'm not saying depression is your choice because that's a, that's a loaded word, but I'm just saying that there are certain elements. Yeah. But then he's like, what would happen if you went back to your apartment and cleaned it spotlessly? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, it's hard to be depressed if you just cleaned it's a, a, an apartment. It's right. hard to be depressed if you just got done doing those push-ups. Yeah. It's hard to be depressed if you're thinking, like, we all get yeah, to choose yeah. what distracts us. Yeah. We yeah. can be distracted by the news. We can be distracted by social media. We can be distracted by all the stuff we don't have. Or we can be distracted by the work we're putting in. That's right. On the stuff we can control. Yeah, But exactly. we get to decide that. That's right. And and, and that's what I had to do personally, mm-hmm. and um, is is know that... Okay, there's something wrong upstairs. Yeah. I'm going through something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there might be millions of other people going through it, but I don't care. Yeah. I, I got to deal with this myself. Right. And just like I said, I start doing different things. And then, you know, uh, you know, for fun, I like to redo furniture and stuff like yeah. that. Well, then I just started redoing more and more. And then people were dropping things off. Yeah. So it, it was kind of nice because people started paying me for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and seeing different things, even though it was so small. Mm-hmm. It was maybe 50 bucks here, $75 there, a hundred bucks here. But knowing, knowing that all the hard work that I would put into a talk, 
right? Sure. I was putting into furniture and it, and, and it was going in, into somebody's house and it was going to sit there with their Bible on it or their books on it or a beer on it, whatever, whatever it was. But I, they had, they had a piece of me inside their house because of a piece of work. And it made me feel so good. Just mm-hmm. like you said, just like your, your professor said, how's it yeah. working out for you? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, when I come in from the garage, I feel good about uh, just accomplishing, 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 you know what I'm saying? Accomplishing. There yeah, you go. I got you. Something. And, uh, it's so funny how, how that really works right. and how the mind really, really messes right. with us. It does. It reminds me of this movie I watched right around that time in my life. And not, the, the, whole, it, the whole details of the movie, I guess, aren't relevant. But there was a question that this guy asked. He said, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm not finding any answers. And then the, 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 the professor says to him, well, you're at, it's this, this ex-student and professor. And the, one, the, the, the student is in prison, right, mm-hmm. for a bunch of crimes. And, and, and he goes, I'm not finding any answers the student says and the professor says well you're asking the wrong questions and the the student says well what questions should I be asking and the professor says has anything you've done made your life better think about that for a test wow has anything you've done made your life better so that's a really good benchmark whether it's reading in the morning whether it's going to church whether it's for me, maybe it's, you know, eating too many Big Macs or whether it's drinking too much or what have you is, is it making your life better? Whether it's social media or different things. And so, so coming back to that, you know, and say that is the ultimate thing of, I can control that if yeah. it's making my life better or not. And, but like you said, you made like the, the furniture, you know, a year ago, you wouldn't have had time for that. Right, You'd be exactly. running all over doing NASCAR, doing a talks, you know, traveling four or five yeah. days a week. You would never have time for it. When you were in a spot where you had this extra time, you found this fun, engaging, mentally engaging yeah. hobby, and it made your life better. Yeah, right? absolutely. And it had nothing to do with the money. Exactly. Exactly. It had nothing to do with the money. It had everything to do with just... Finding myself, yep. finding peace within me. Yep. You know, let's just touch on social media mm-hmm. just because it is such a big thing right now. And I don't mm-hmm. want to get into, you know, all the political stuff, but, yeah. but, but, but let's talk about the things that we can control sure. and how that affects us, especially Mental because health. a lot of us have so much time on our hands. Mm-hmm. It's easy instead of watching, you know, a, a, a TV show that's good for you. It's easy to get on Facebook sure, or get on Twitter sure, or get on Instagram. Yeah. And spend too much time on there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and it's hard for me. I'm on social media too, so I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. But if you look at the numbers, Johnny, yeah. if you look at the uh, youth mental health numbers, you look at suicide statistics, you look at substance abuse, you look at opioid abuse, you look at all of these triggers that have a direct link to mental health, whether it's you know suicide attempts or uh, uh, it's a hard number to find necessarily mm-hmm. because it's all under the rug still. All of it has skyrocketed since mental health or since social media became so prevalent. And, and there's a whole variety of reasons why. I mean, obviously, you know, the social media companies wouldn't say, I mean, they say, well, they have support groups and all these different things. But at the end of the day, social media, uh, while in a lot of ways it's good, it also creates this augmented or um, uh, artificial reality for people, right? So, so you have this reality of what you project to people, right? And it becomes a distraction, right? I'm projecting this to 
people. And then also I'm seeing people's highlight reel. So I'm seeing the best version of themselves of them. So that's making first, I'm projecting this reality that I know is not real. So that makes me feel smaller. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel better online because I'm chasing clicks, but ultimately it makes me feel smaller because I know it's not true. Right. Then we also see other people's highlight reel. So that makes us feel smaller. Right. And then we see all of these other different things. Right. And so and then and then people and there, there's a lot more studies that are being done about mental health. And, and and then you could jump into distance learning like with students mm-hmm. and how that's even making mental health worth. Those numbers are we're still going to see those coming for years. But yeah. but so then we get so wrapped up in that distracted reality. Right. So then when we come back to reality, <laughs> You know, yeah. then we're, we're, we're still, it goes back to that thing. We're focusing all our energy on the stuff we can't control that doesn't really impact us and the stuff that can make our life better, right? Whether it's whatever our habits are, what have you, then, then, then that furthers that, right? So then it's this, this, it's a snowball going down a hill. Yeah. And I, I came up with a thing a few months ago. Um, and I'm not as always consistent with it because I'm addicted to marketplace, yeah. uh, but, but I took all social media off my phone except on the weekends. Right. Cause I'll, you know, and, and, and again, I'm not telling other people to do that. I'm just saying is if you look at how much time, like I, I, I put a thing on my phone was a big thing, how much time I spend on there, um, and I was like, how much could I have gotten done? How many, how many puzzles could I have done with my kids? Or, yeah. You know, different things like that. But, but social media kind of, it disguises itself as a friend, right? Because it makes us feel not alone. It makes us feel connected. Um, and in a lot of ways, it can be that, right? But it's just like, you know, wine or beer mm-hmm. or anything, right? Yeah. If you do it too much, it can become destructive. And then COVID-19, you have more time, you have more, you, you can't yeah. go out. To, uh, we can't go out to dinner right now. So, so yeah, let's hang out at the house. And so we're fiddling with our phones. Yep. You know, does that make sense? Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. And, 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 and so, so what do you tell people? I mean, do you, I, I, I know that there's not a, a, um, a magic wand that says, if you do this, everything will be better. Right. But like you, are there other little tricks that, that you've, like you said, you, you took off social media except for the weekends, sure. which I think is great. Sure. Um, do you think that people should put time limits on mm-hmm. on that kind of stuff? I think so. I think so. And then also, yeah, I, I, I would suggest, I would suggest doing that, but that's, that's my perception. Yeah. You know, that's my, you know, I watched the, 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 the social dilemma on Netflix and, 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 and that would really help me see a lot about who, so, what social media is, how it was designed. Um, and, you know, putting those limits on, um, you know, is, is something that, that I would say is a good idea, but I would also say, don't give up social media, right? Don't put social, don't, don't deprive yourself of social media. See if you can find something that's real, that is, that you can dive into so that you're doing something else. For example, if you're out working on your furniture, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with my kids or Mm -hmm. working in my yard, I'm out doing something different. It's not, I'm sitting in the house, not doing social media. Right. I'm doing something else. I'm still not doing social media, but in my mind, it's something. That's right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and for me to say that I completely give up social media is just simply not true. I still get on there. I well, still it's our check. business too. Yeah, I still like, check. I never put nothing negative right. um, on my social media platform. Right. I don't put something on there that people can see it one way or the other. It's, it's motivational. It's inspirational. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. I don't want to spend time arguing with people. Yeah. 
I don't want to, I like, that's just not who I am. I don't have time for that. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I do have time for marketplace. Like, like you said, I'm addicted to that. Like, I love, I, I love the deals. I love the, you know, that part of it. But you know, what about Joshua people that, um, because people can hide mental health very easy, mm-hmm. especially if they don't even realize they have mental health issues. Right. Then all of a sudden they realize they're like, wow, I haven't worked in four months. Wow. Um, I broke up with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't see my kids as much anymore. Mm-hmm. What are some of the signs that people mm-hmm. can look for? Because I get that people can dep- get depressed and that's mm-hmm. okay. It's okay to have those bad days as long as you, you know, get back up and, and, and you realize that it's just sure. one bad day. Sure. Don't let one bad day turn into a week. Don't let a week turn into a month. Don't let a month turn into a year. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the signs maybe people could look for at yeah. least during this time? Because, you know, kids are not even in school. Sure. Some, some kids are, some are not. Sure. Um, parents are spending more time at home. Sure. So what can people look for? What are some of the symptoms? Yeah. Well, I think there's, and that's the thing is with mental health. I mean, there's people that I've, I've spe- spoken for who've had, you know, you know, I, you know, people who've had, it took their own life and there was no signs. Right. But there's also a lot of signs too. So, um, it, so I, I, there's no big brush to paint, but right. looking for things with people, like for example, if you are an employer and you have an employee and their performance takes a massive dip, mm-hmm. right? If you're a parent and your student is really struggling in school more than normal, right? It's more than normal. If you're a teacher and that you have a student in your class who just can't can't get anything done, they're consistently late. Those are some things. So look for vast differences in performance, right? And and that's something that that transcends all of our you know relationships, whether you're an employer, employee. You know, looking for those different things. Also, erratic moods, right? You know, people who are really, really, really happy and really, really sad. That's a uh, that's a that's going to be a trigger sometimes for mental health. It's also going to be a trigger for you know substance abuse and, and those those different types of things. And also, you know, people who are normally social Mm -hmm. um, and then they all of a sudden aren't social, right? So if you have a friend who uh, you reach out to, you know, you talk to them all the time and you hear from them quite a bit. Uh, chances are they're going through something, right? And now, you know, maybe, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I'm raising my hand because... But if you don't hear from somebody for a long time, don't assume that they think they're better than you. Don't don't assume that they 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 are, are mad at you. The chances are that person is probably going through something. So figure out how to get a hold of them and don't, don't walk away from them because, you know, again, there's a lot of things, but the, I, I guess if I could put one big blanket brush with people... Mm-hmm is it's not them walking around saying, I want to kill myself or I'm depressed. It's not going to necessarily look like it. Most of the time it won't. It's going to be, it's going to be things that you notice about their personality that don't line up with the person you've knew before 2020. Mm -hmm. Right. And in noticing those things, and then trying to integrate yourself in there, does that answer your, absolutely. And just so you guys know, again, um, you know, Joshua, you, you, we've often talked about sharing the journey mm-hmm. and what Joshua just said. Um, again, I'm just going to put myself out there. Um, that happened with me and you, Yeah, I, I was at a really low time mm-hmm. and, um, all of a sudden I got a phone call, two phone calls, three phone calls. And you're like, listen, dude, if you don't pick up the phone, at least let me know you're still alive. I'm going to come over there right. to your house. Right. It's because I didn't feel like I was worthy to even pick up the phone. Right. I mean, I was at such a low point right. of, of, um, 
of all of this. And, and that's where I feel that um, people need to be honest. Sure. Everything is not okay. Yes, I know what I do for a living and and, and I, I get it. But I'm talking about this because I've gone through it. Mm-hmm. I've gone through it with you and I couple, have a couple other friends that, you know, I did the same thing for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was off social media for a while. It's not, I mean, I didn't feel worthy. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. I know how you acted towards me. Mm-hmm. You were like, hey, listen, pick up the flipping phone, yeah. buddy. Let me know. Text me. Do something. Yeah. But how do people reach out? Mm-hmm. Because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You can't just call, you know, so-and-so and say, hey, is right. this because they might not answer you right. or they may just tell you what you want to hear. Sure. So how do people reach out? Sure. I mean, is there a, are there ways to do it? Mm-hmm. Are there questions to ask? Well, I think, you know, Does that like, make sense. Yeah. Like in our circumstance, I mean, we went a little while there, you know, and, and at first it's like, well, did I do something, whatever, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to think about the person that you knew before they quit talking to you. Right. So, okay. So I know that it's not, you know, that's what a lot of people think. Oh, well, maybe they're just mad at me or whatever, but, I, but also realizing that, that if I have somebody who I talk to and all of a sudden they ghost me you know, something's going on. Yeah. Right? And so, so it comes back to, uh, also the first, the first thing is, is checking yourself, make sure that did I offend them? Did I, you know, do your own inventory, mm-hmm. but then also at the end of the day, realize that, that they are not doing that because they don't like me, right? They're not doing that because they hate me. And I, it's uncomfortable for me to reach out. It's uncomfortable for me to continue to call and continue to leave. My, it's uncomfortable, <laughs> but it's just like, I, I have to do that yeah. because, because this person, this, this, this friend, you know, needs, needs something. And, and I'm not going to call and say, and don't, don't call him and say, Hey, you, you need me. And I need you. I, you need to listen to what I have to say. If you want to have them never talk to you again, do that. <laughs> right. But also just how you doing? Yeah. You know, how, how, how are you doing? You know, and, 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 and that's really one of the things that, you know, and, and don't give, give up on reaching out to folks. I was just going to say, um, and again, I'm just taking my own personal, sure. um, you know, journey. And that was, even though I didn't reach back out to people, it felt so good that there was a voicemail yeah. there. So I love how you said reach out because the person that you might have felt uncomfortable, but to me, it meant the world. Sure. It meant the world that that you left the voicemail or people on social media were blowing up my social media. Hey, I haven't seen you on for three weeks. What's wrong? Are you yeah, okay? Sure. Please. My daughter was getting messages. You mm. know what I mean? It's like, um, but I just, I it was within me. Yeah. But it's know? okay, buddy. I mean, it, you, yeah. go, you were going, I mean, I have been in that spot. I've been on the same, in our relationship, yeah. I've been on the same spot the other way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's where you got to have good people in your life that, that can love you. You know, we're two guys here in the room, two heterosexual guys here, but you got to love people through what they're going through. That's yeah. what friends do. That's right. right? And, the, and, and the reason why I'm sharing that is because I know that there's people out there listening right now yeah. that know exactly how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And they also know how I'm feeling and they sure. might be feeling the same way. And, and, and my only point to any, any of this is I'm sharing this because if you are going through it, you just have to, you have to find those people. Mm -hmm. You have to pick up the phone. I get it. I understand it. It's not easy. I get feeling this way, but um, just know that people love you Mm -hmm. and that people do care. Sure. You know, it's okay not to have all the answers. 
Well, and it, it's interesting too, when I was younger, um, I, and, I, and I've had to remind myself of this several times, I view depression sometimes like a big Rottweiler, you know, and that, that big Rottweiler, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid, there was a, a neighbor had a dog and it would always be like, it was a real scary dog. And I picture a big Rottweiler that, that barks you into a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's saying you're alone, you're alone, you're alone, you're alone. Barking, <laughs> you're alone, you're alone. And 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 it, don't you leave this corner? Don't you leave this corner? And and it barks us into that corner, making us feel alone. And there, you know, one side, one wall is fear, one side is anxiety, and then you have this big depression right in the middle, mm-hmm. keeping you in that corner. But the only thing. You know, once we realize that 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 Rottweiler is is in our minds, right, and we start to realize that depression will make you not want to call people, not want to talk to people, not want to go see people, not want to do these things. When those are the specific things that you need to do to break that to break that 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 chain that's in yeah. your mind, right? And again, I, I get the same way. I had a situation a few weeks ago. I did not want to go do something. I didn't want. I got invited somewhere, and I did not want to go. Because I wasn't in the mood, right? right yeah. Because I was kind of having a moment. Because we all have kind, we kind of have moments. Yeah. And I just thought, this is a bunch of bull. And, <laughs> and so I went and had a great time. Yeah. And I was really glad I went. But I wasn't in the mood to go. But that's exactly what I needed to yeah. do. So like, how a lot of times, how we feel is not going to help us, right? Mm-hmm. They'll go with what I know. So I know that this is my friend. I know that this person cares about me. I know that I need to go do something. Go with what you know, you That's know, right. and whether you're a person of faith, you know, God's called us to each different things, uh, what, what have you. And But realizing that, that that feeling of getting barked in the corner and wanting to be alone, is it, it's, it's, it's a common thread so it's not just you like that. That's a big light bulb to go off. If right. you, like you mentioned, people who are listening, you know, it's not just you. We just talked about all of the people, the millions of people who lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. The million. It's not just you. So that feeling of I'm all alone, that's a lie, right? Yeah. But I can tell you that's a lie. Right. So I, I like everybody listening. Right. You're riding in the car. <laughs> I want to just, just say this really loud. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. And yell it until it's a lie and keep saying that. And I, I, I give you, if if you're a person with no leg, right. And and I, and I tell you that it's a lie. I gave you a pair of crutches, Mm -hmm. but if I can get you to hear those words coming out of your mouth, that it's a lie. I just gave you a new leg. That's right. I love that. I love that. Great analogy. You know, and, and, and here's the other thing too. So many people are, the blame game is a big mm-hmm. thing right now. Um, you know, again, if you're a parent and all of a sudden it's like now you're homeschooling. Well, people don't like a single guy like me. I don't understand that. I don't understand that you have to work. Then you have to get up super early in the morning. It's a nightmare. To, to it's learn. a nightmare. <laughs> right, right, right. But but I, yeah. I, I think that it's so people need to be a little bit more understanding. Sure. Because not you don't know what somebody else is feeling. Right. That's next to you. Sure. You know, teachers right now, they're Mm. learning this on their own. Right. They have husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends, Mm -hmm. kids that they're still Mm -hmm. teaching and teaching yours. Right. I mean, there's so many people. I just think that during this whole COVID thing, I mean, are we really being understanding of one another? Sure. Of love. Sure. Of faith. I don't know. I I think I think that you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's ultimately one of the biggest challenges we're facing right now is people not understanding, you know, and I think that, you know, 
And that also, we keep coming back to the mental health piece, but if you think about it from this perspective too, if you are depressed, if you're struggling with mental health or you know, you know, or if you're giving someone advice who is, you know, it's really difficult to be depressed when you're praising someone else. Yeah. It's difficult to be depressed when you're complimenting someone else. Right. Uh, and it's also difficult, you know, and so trying to trying to build that bridge like you and I, I, mean, I know you've done other podcasts recently about, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, social issues and all of those different things. <clears throat> but I think ultimately what is lacking the most in our in our world, at least in my circle of people that I know. Right. <laughs> is an ability to say, can I try to see from your perspective? Yeah. You know, so like those, 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 those friends that are, are ghosting, you know, what, what, what are they going through? Mm-hmm. Do I really care? Like, like, do you really care? Yeah. I mean, and, and you, you, you should, but I'm saying like, do you really care? Or are you, you just getting enough information to make yourself feel, you yeah. say like, like really investing in those, 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 those people. Like, Cause mm-hmm. I, I know I did distance learning for a while and, um, and I was probably not the most friendly guy around um, because I was I was under a lot of stress plus right. my my job all these different things right so that's another trick to getting ourselves out of a rut is to dive into helping someone else right that's kind of how you and I became speakers right because yeah. things we went through you're telling me the other day about your teacher right yeah that you heard you know you know maybe you tell that story real quick but how that comes back to you sometimes but that pain also is what makes you special with the mic in your hand. That's right. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this then, uh, with things starting to maybe ramp back up, your kids mm-hmm. are going to school. Are they mm-hmm. back in school? Yeah. yeah. They are back in school. Yeah, I was very, I, very fortunate all year, this school year. That they were yeah. in school. Very much. rare. It's very rare. We, we, the school we go to is one of the very few schools that's been in person. Okay. And we and my wife are just real happy about that. <laughs> well, and, and then that, that that's the other thing too. I mean, just like with you, we, we, we talk about the job loss and stuff like that, but you know, they cut your wife's hours down mm-hmm. and, you know, and stuff like that. So things are constantly changing. And, and, and it seems like the old cliche, you take, you know, three steps forward and 10 back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and again, the struggle's real. And I'm, we are, I didn't grab the microphones to, to have an answer, yeah. but I thought that our conversation was so good that people needed to hear a little bit about what other people are going through these sure. days. Because I don't think that people share enough of themselves. Right. The good, bad, and the ugly. Right. Right. Or the real, the real part, right? They might share how they feel about politics or, you know, vaccines or, you know, yeah. we'll talk about this, but what about you? That's right. What about you? Let's get real. Yeah. Like, do you notice how hard it is to find people like in a social circumstance? Like I have a lot of people in my life that I see and I talk to all the time, but I don't really know them. Right. Because we never talk about anything below the surface. And I have, I, and, and I need to get better at that. I need to get better at having the small talk conversation because I tend to be like, let's talk about something real, you know, and, <laughs> right. and you know, um, yeah, well, that's, that's something that I, I will say that, um, this COVID journey, mm-hmm. um, I've gotten to do a lot of things I normally wouldn't have time to do. Sure. Like the woodworking. I was doing, you know, a streamcast, like a video podcast with, you know, uh, somebody else and, uh, I learned how to be in front of the camera a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I was blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I get paid for any of these things? No, but I learned something different. Right. I put myself out there. The other thing is, is keeping it real. Mm-hmm. And you just said it. And that's exactly why I've said some of the things I said today. I don't yeah. go around telling everybody that I went through a dark 
time during this COVID. And sure. I'm not saying that I won't go through another one. Right. But I surround myself with a good four or five people around me that keeps me grounded. Sure. But I think it's important for people to to listen right now and, and say, wow, again, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put myself yeah. out there. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. Yeah. I'm blessed that I'm able to be able to sit here and have this conversation with you right. and share the, my feelings with the listeners because, again, we're keeping it real. Right. Well, the, and, and, and I, that's I, not easy. And that takes a lot of courage, especially as a motivational speaker, right? For both, I mean, for as a motivational speaker, you know, but I think ultimately, um, people listening to this and, and ultimately, um, their connection with you through this and being open is going to grow. It's not like, oh, he was having a hard time. I'm done with him. <laughs> right. No, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. He's going through that too. So so the next time they see you on stage, it's like, man, you know, they're going to be cheering for even more. Yeah. You know, um, and, 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 and it's because that is a tough reality when you have you know, you know, like, like you talked about like your situation, I, my, my wife, she was, you know, bringing home, you know, it, I mean, it was a massive reduction in income, you know, and, yeah. and again, I, I, I can't complain because I know people are in worse situations yeah. there. I know there are people in worse situations, but guess what? Mine still sucks. That's right. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, yeah. and, and, and that's the tough part. And then people will dismiss it like, oh, well, it could be like this. Well, it could be, but this still is, you know. Yeah, it's still and, real. It's, it's still, still real, real in your life. Yeah, I'm still. My, it, it may not be not real in mine. Right. <laughs> it's like, dude, I feel sad, sorry for it, but I don't know because I'm not there. Right. Yeah. I don't have three kids and a wife. Right. And, a, you know, your mortgage and your car payments mm-hmm. and your this and your, mm-hmm. it's real for you. Yeah. And it's okay to have those feelings. For Again, sure. there is no right answer. And, and and again, I didn't try to do this to to have all the answers. We just are sharing ideas. Well, I think the one thing I'll share with everybody that you, you, you shared this with me back in December. It was December 4th was the first day I actually did it. And I was going through a bunch of stuff back in, in December of last year, not mm-hmm. of 2019. Right. And I was just really struggling. I was on some medication and, and it was really messing with my head. And I was really struggling with... I mean, I was speaking and I was getting booked. I wasn't getting as booked as much as I'd like because you never are, right? But, <laughs> right. but, but I was, I was still on my way to where I was going, and I found myself just spinning out of control in my mind, you know. And you told me, Josh, you got to start journaling. Mm-hmm. You said, Josh, you got to start journaling, and I'm like, you know, you're you were telling me that over and over again. Finally, I started to do it, and and I did, and I and I just passed that. It like, was more oh, like, listen, Josh, yeah, <laughs> listen, right. You need to pick up the pen and you need to start writing this stuff down. Exactly. <laughs> so now just a, a month ago, I passed a year yeah. that I've been doing that every morning and I, and I miss a morning here or there. Um, but, and, and I call it my prayer journal cause yeah. that's where I pray. That's where I spend time with God. That's where I do my venting, you know? Um, and, and again, I, I, I think that for somebody right now who's going through something, I challenge you to take the advice that Johnny gave me because what you're going through now in six months, you'll have forgotten it. And you've forgotten what you prayed about. You've forgotten what you thought about. You've forgotten what, whether you pray or not. You're, you forgot what was bothering you because mm-hmm. you're on to the next thing. That's right. So as time goes by, you start to have these victories and you start to have these wins and you see these struggles that you work your way through. So my thing is, if you're going through a lot right now, document that document what you're going through, get it out where only you can see it. And then, and then as time goes by and, and, and I, I do that several times, I'll go back, 
I'll be in the middle of something. I'll be stressed out about something. I'll go back and I'll read what I wrote when December, when you told me to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Wow. I made it through. Well, this is nothing. This is nothing. I went through all this and that's just been for a year. And I, and I, I, I talked you, you pushed me to do it. And I talked to a guy, um, a few months before that you were the second person to tell me that I finally listened to you, but this other guy has been doing it for like 10 or 15 years and he plans on willing it to his kids. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 And so the idea here is, is that you have this opportunity to, um, you know, like when it's an employer, right? You you keep track of things, you mm-hmm. know, your, your employees performance as a business owner, you track your numbers, you know, your sales and your, your profit and margin and your KPI and all these different things. You track all that. You're struggling with how you feel. Start yeah. keeping track. And what I found is it's really at first, it's like, I feel like I'm feeling sorry for myself on here, but then I can see what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, wait a minute, this isn't right. So when I realized uh, I, the, the journaling is what helped me realize. So I quit taking the certain medication I was on. I, quit, I started feeling a lot better. But my point is, is the journaling helped me realize that you, like you said, something's not right. Something's not going good. Yeah. That journaling, it's like, wait a minute, this, is, this makes no sense. <laughs> you know, this isn't me. This isn't, I, I, I'm not this bummed out. This yeah. something's wrong. Yeah. Something's not right. And the journaling does that. And then, so, so I, I, I'm not kind of get on a big soapbox. All I'm saying is, is that journaling, um, is a way, especially if you struggle with communicating with people, if you're struggling with having relationships and building relationships and talking about how you feel, journaling is great practice for that. And if you're a parent and your students are having, your kids are having a hard time, you know, encourage them to do it. It really does build that muscle. But what I've liked about it the most mm-hmm. is for me as my prayer journal, that's, that's God's game film. I can go back and I can look at the game film, you know, coach, yeah. you know, yep. he's getting ready to prepare. He watches game film. So I go back sometimes and watch game film and I see all the wins I've had, you know, and some of the losses, you know, and, and it helps me prepare for today. Yeah. You know, now those of you that can't see this, Joshua just all of a sudden had this huge smile on his face. And, <laughs> and, and again, that's why I wanted to do this, but you talk about those little accomplishments. So sure. And, and when you write it down, it becomes real. Mm-hmm. It's not just a thought that you forget about in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back and, and I use the same analogy. Um, in, and that is, um, again, I started working out again. Mm-hmm. I started, and, and, and it wasn't even for, for, I wanted to feel muscular again. And I wanted mm-hmm. this. I want, it was for, um, for my mental sure. state of mind. Sure. I said to myself every time that I, I, I feel anxious, I'm going to do, 10 or 15 push-ups. Well, all of a sudden I was like, wow, I just did a hundred, 150. Wow. So, so then I wrote it down. Right. And then I was like, wow, I did 400 push-ups this, this week. Well, then it turned into, well, now I'm starting to feel good. Mm-hmm. And Joshua, again, three months now I've been doing it and I'm up to over four to 5,000 push-ups a month. Now to some people listening right now, they're like, Oh, big deal. Big deal. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't feel comfortable yet going to the gym. Right. Well then that led into, you know, I, I went and bought a couple of those bands and I started doing, you know, curls and shoulders and this, and I, and I, again, I write it down and it doesn't, it's all these small little accomplishments sure. that at the end of the week I did, I did, excuse me, 1500 pushups. Wow. And then in a month, yeah. That's 6,000. Right. Right. All of a sudden, uh, you know, 25 here, 25 here, 20. I don't do that many at yeah. one time. 
Mm-hmm. But I do them throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And all those little accomplishments equals up to something huge sure. at the end of the week, at the end of the month. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, write those things down, man, because when you write them down, they become real. Right. And you also, you have that track record of, you know, different, like I'm right now, I'm in the middle of a run on my watch, filling all my rings. I'm 11 days in a row. Today, I was literally walking up and down the stairs at my house. I literally walking up and down the stairs because I, I went to the gym and I didn't fill them all and I thought I got to fill them. So I walked up and down the stairs till I filled them. But I remember you telling me that. And the thing is, too, is like we all look at people. We all have our own cross to bear. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I look at people like with me, my, my, the job I have, it's fun, whatever. But there's also people where I look and say, man, I wish I I wish I could do that many push ups. I wish I didn't have the gut that I do. Right. So like you like run your race. Yeah. Like, like, so your race that yeah. you're running is like, you know what, I'm going to knock out these pushups and I'm going to be better. You know, it, 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 I'm going to be buffed Johnny D. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It has and, nothing to do with anybody else. It has right. everything to do with me. Right. You're winning me inside. Yeah. You, you're winning. So, so like, you know, the pain of doing those pushups, you know how much work it is and you know that you're not cheating. You know that you're counting them. You know that you're putting your effort in. So, you know, I won this. It's not because someone told you on social media, Oh, you look good. And He's like, well, I don't know how I feel. No, I know that I just did that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because you were there, you know. And and that 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 journaling is a, a huge help. Yeah, and sure. I mean, and, and that's why I do the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I we're over, you know, fifty uh, some episodes, and, and again, I, I took a little hiatus from this. Sure. Because again, I didn't feel worthy mm-hmm. to do podcasts. Right. And then I thought to myself, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. There's all these cool people out of work. Yeah. They're looking for things to do too. Sure. I've had some great guests because of the fact I just called them up and said, or I sent them an email and they're like, I would love to be on your show. I'm like, what? Yeah. Because they weren't touring. They weren't doing this. They weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, I believe too, Joshua. And, and, and I, I know we're going to wrap things up here in like five minutes, but I also think that it's, that COVID is, is one of those um, times that, uh, that it, it, there's no, there's no excuses for time. Everybody blames time. I don't have enough time. I got three kids. I don't have enough time. I have work. I don't have enough time. I got three jobs. I don't have enough time. 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 But we do have time. So if you're out there, use this COVID time to maybe write or start the book mm-hmm. that you've always wanted to write. I know for me personally, I've been writing again just because I'm working. I want to uh, record another CD this year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, use this time. Use this time and just do little bits. You don't have to knock out a whole book in a day. You don't have to knock out a whole song in, in, in a day. But take this time and do something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter, she, she, she's been painting. She goes, I've always wanted to really? learn how to paint. I said, what are you doing? She goes like, oh, dad, I'm, you know, I'm downstairs uh, having a glass of wine and me and my uh, a couple friends are, are painting. What? She goes, yeah, I've always wanted, wanted to do it. So this would be a perfect time to learn. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just saying that there, we're not using, or you can't use time as an excuse 
right now. No, it's true. I mean, that's that's true. I, I mean, and then that excuse where uh, we're always looking for excuses. I actually had a bunch of them stolen from me the other day. You ever have an excuse stolen from you before? <laughs> no. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I, I've been really struggling with this whole AFib and the medication I have. I don't know if anyone out there has had it, but it, the medication makes your heart rate lower and it's harder. To, a lot of stat, data says it you can it lose you can lose you gain it makes you gain weight and of course i need to lose weight and you so look I, great though so man i put a i put a thing out um on on this this support group on social media <laughs> i say hey has anybody had any luck losing weight on this 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 medication and i had all these people jumping in there and they stole my excuse because they lost this much weight, 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 and on the medication I'm on, I'm like, well, I had this excuse. This was my excuse that I was holding on to. Yeah, yeah. That I don't have to lose it weight right now because I'm on this medication. Yeah. And it was it was garbage, right? And so, like the whole thing about I don't have time. That's that excuse has been, and I'm not judging people for having. I mean, I'm just saying, literally, that's exactly what I said to myself. These people just stole your excuse. Yeah, get your butt in gear, right? So that's why I've been working on it. And the, but 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 I love the, <laughs> I love I love the uh, I love I love what what you're saying there about about that time, um, because another thing that I have been realizing too, and this is just me being honest as well is that we have a tendency sometimes to try and we're like waiting COVID out. Yeah. We're waiting, waiting through it. We want to wait to get back to normal. There's two things. One, I don't know if I want to go back to normal because I think that, um, there's a lot of things that I, we we can find through this time Mm -hmm. and this reflection and all these things that maybe we want to change what normal is for us. Um, but also that time is still going by. Yeah. It's not like this, this is still, chocks up as a day that we've spent on the planet. We only have so many and each one of us don't know how many we have. And so, so you, you go to, I'm saying like, yeah. use, use, don't, don't just wait. I mean, there's a tendency where you want to wait out COVID. And I understand that because I can't wait to get back on the road. I can't wait to be in front of people live just like you, yeah. but, but like you, you found all these different things where it's like, when you do come back, you're going to be in better shape. You're going to be refreshed. You're going to have a new CD written. You're going to have all these different things because you invested. Yeah that time, just like money, right? We can invest it or we can spend it. Yeah. And, and that's where, if you have this time, try it. And, and, and I know it's hard. I watched Tiger King too. So I waste <laughs> so lots of time too. <laughs> Let me ask you this, just with a couple minutes left. Sure. You know, I mean, again, we are a lot of alike, mm-hmm. but our lives are a little bit different. You're married with three kids. You know, I'm a single guy with my daughter's grown and it's stuff. very clear by the cleanliness of your house <laughs> that you don't have any kids. Let me ask you this. What have you done that has made your relationship a little stronger with your wife? You mean recently? I, well, no, yeah, just during, during, during this whole COVID thing, because um, I, I, I noticed that, um, you know, um, not, not, not that you guys didn't have date nights and stuff like that, but you've had, you've been taking time mm-hmm. to take the boys to a babysitter and you going out with your wife for a couple yeah. hours and doing things. I just yeah. want you to just to touch on this just with only a couple minutes left, because yeah. I think it's important with people that are in relationships to take time for your partner. Sure. I sure. get it. The house needs to be clean. You know what? The house will be, can be clean two days from now. Sure. Again, stop with the excuses and make time. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's one of those things I'm fortunate in a lot of ways. My wife and I have always had a very good relationship and, and all the extra time together, you know, sometimes it, it it's, 
I don't want to say it's bad because it's a good thing, but it also can be a lot of time, right? You know, <laughs> too especially, much time, <laughs> especially now that it's cold and you get the kids in the house and they make noise. Um, but also, you know, that's where I got to be honest. I'm not trying to harp the journal, but the journal, man, like you know, writing down like. You know, Lord, show me how to be a better dad and, and how to how to how to see from other people's perspective. Like so the same thing I would say, you know, to an employer about an employee, you're looking at look at it from their perspective. Um, but you know, what is what are they going through? And do I am I listening? Am I actually listening to them? You know, but ultimately when it comes to me and my wife is realizing like those, those date nights, there's a lot of times maybe we do something that she really wants to do. Maybe I'm not really into it, but I know she likes it. So we do it. And then she does the same thing for me. Um, and that's a very, a good thing. It's a give and take, but also I'm fully well aware that no matter how many, what my bank account says, no matter what kind of vehicle I have, no matter how many people I speak to, no matter how many people I impact, if I blow this, I blow the most important thing. That's how I view it. So putting it that kind of weight to it. So being able to foresee, th- like, for example, there's certain circumstances where I can tell that she's really frustrated, you know, maybe. And so for, I'm just being honest. Yeah, I absolutely. like to go to bed early. If we're up to me, I'd be in bed by 815 every night. I really would. I yeah, would. but you're up at five. Yes. But I also I, lately I've stopped doing that. And I say stay up until the kids are at least in bed mm-hmm. because I know it. You know, you see what I'm saying? But yeah. like, like she never told me quit going to bed so early and help me with bedtime. Cause she knows I'm tired and she wants me to do what makes me happy. Right. But I can see that I need to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that like, like, and, and, I, and I don't always do it. Sometimes I fall asleep on the floor, <laughs> but, my, but that's, but my, my point is, is like, you know, but that's another, another opportunity to say, well, what can I do as a man in my house to serve my wife? Yeah. And sometimes it's, helping a, th- a four-year-old brush his teeth and go to bed, right? And sometimes it's, you know, uh, going somewhere where that maybe, you know, you don't necessarily feel like going, but you know, they want to, you know, mm-hmm. putting them before, you know, and it's, it's, it's cleaning make, the house, making it. Yes. How many times have you spoke to me on the phone and I'm <laughs> saying, oh, Johnny, it's okay. I got lots of time. I'm doing dishes. You just did that last mm-hmm. week. And, and you said, listen, I stopped everything for one day. Uh, you took the kids to school. Your wife was at work and you said, I'm going to come home. The house is going to be spotless. Um, there's dinner going to be made. You know, all these things that you wanted to, you literally spent the day mm-hmm. on your hands and knees making sure the house was clean. I mean, you did that. Yeah. And then, I mean, was she even surprised? Because I never even asked you about that. Yeah, she was real happy. I mean, you know, she was real now, happy. Are you saying that because you know she listens to this? No, I mean, she was, <laughs> she was, she was pretty happy. I think, you know, but, but that comes back to like, for example, today I was in my office for, I was in my office for three or four hours, just coming out to grab a drink of water or go, or go to the bathroom working in my office. And, and I came out and she had done a whole bunch of cleaning. No, actually I know this morning I came back from the gym and she had done a bunch of cleaning and it's, man, this house looks awesome. You know? And my point is, is that she, she, she says that to me, but, but, but that specific day was one of those days where, okay, she's wore out. She's stressed out. The house is a mess. I'm working like a dog in my office. All I care about is my work right now. I'm going to, I'm going to take some time from that. And again, that's where you have to read the tea leaves, yeah. right? And if you if you have a relationship with somebody, it's 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 not their responsibility to make you happy, right? Right? It's not. 
It's just not your response or their responsibility to make you happy. And it's not not 100% yours to make theirs happy. But gosh darn it, you should be able to see if they have a need right. and see to try to <laughs> fill it, right? Because that's what love is, right? And, and, and the people that I know who have... You know, I, I'm going through a season of I know a lot of my friends are getting divorces and 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 have gone divorces and and I, they they I'm not trying to judge them because I'm just I, I I just got lucky I'm the blind squirrel that found the nut find an amazing wife <laughs> right but my point is is that you have to see, try to see some of those things like the whole bedtime thing if you don't do that long enough after a while there's going to become a problem. You know, and it's, it's not, I, I'm not sitting here bragging that I fixed it because next week I'll probably, I got a lot of presentations, (laughs) virtual presentations and, and I've got a bunch of work, weight loss goals. So I'm going to be working out twice and I'm going to be shot and it's going to be hard. And I'm going to probably have to remember, oh yeah, I told everyone on Johnny's podcast, (laughs) I was doing this and here I am in bed at eight (laughs) 15. Well, you know, and I mean, it's just like tonight you asked your wife. Yeah. You're like, Hey, listen, do you mind if I go and hang out with Johnny for a little while? Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, date night with Johnny. Yep, see you yeah, go. Yeah. You know, I even wore my my best cologne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this was the funny part because I said, hey, listen, I'll come over to your house and we can hang out in the barn yeah. and do this. And you said, uh, uh, no, I, I will be more than happy to come to your house and hang out and get away from all this for yeah. a little while. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to want to escape for a little while. Because last night I did the same. Last night I told her she came home from work. I could tell she was stressed out. Yeah. And I said, you got a fresh bottle of wine on the counter. <laughs> Go over to your friend's house. She lives right down the road. Yeah. And go over there, have a few glasses of wine, stay as late as you want. I'll take care of the kids. Yeah. And so she did. I'm not sure what time she got home. Um, <laughs> it wasn't super late, but my point is, is that you got to, you got to have that time. You, I could see she needs a break. Yeah. From you. Yeah. From me. And, and that's every, okay. That's and, what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. And so that's listen, okay. I, 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 first of all, I didn't, I wanted to hang out with you today. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to do a podcast. Sure. So I appreciate, you know, you doing this and I hope you guys have enjoyed this just as much as I know that I've enjoyed it. And Joshua, I think that you've enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but do you have any closing remarks before we wrap things up? No, I mean, just, uh, you know, you know, 2020 was a rough ride and, and mental health is a big deal. Um, just, just look around and, and, and see all of the you know, to consider, I would, I would challenge you to consider making that list and, and, and looking at the things you can control that you can't control. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, you, you have a lot of opportunities, you know, that are there, you just might not see them. Right. So, so if it's not working, try to fix it, you know, if, if, you know, challenge yourself to yeah. think how you think, challenge yourself to think about your thinking, right. And, and, and try to see that and listen to, uh, Johnny, go jump back. Look, he's got a whole bunch of cool episodes with a lot of different people. He's got cool artists, all these different people do all these different things and, and listen to their stories and, and, and listen to what they've gone through and see if maybe, you know, that it sparks interest, you know, rather than what's going on on the television, you know, right. try to try to challenge yourself to, to see that, you know? Um, and, and I appreciate you, you saying that. And if you have people that are quiet in your life, um, just make sure you're reaching out to them. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that. Hey, and you know what, if you want to be, on the podcast. Maybe you want to try something new. Maybe you have something to talk about. Maybe you know somebody that, that has a great story, man, reach out, go, go to motivationalcowboy.com. You you can reach me there. You can go to all my social media platforms there and you can, you know, I have a podcast page there that you can go back and listen to over a hundred episodes of this podcast. There's also a button on there that at motivationalcowboy.com and that's the donate button. Um, 
and I would appreciate because all these podcasts do cost a little bit of money. So if you have, you know, five extra bucks and you want to dump it in the, the donate button and you like this, then man, donate to the to the Outstanding Life podcast. I appreciate that. And again, I'm going to wrap things up. Joshua Spears, thank you so much for coming to hang out. Again, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. You can check out all my Outstanding Life podcasts at MotivationalCowboy.com slash podcast. And you can find them on all major platforms. Again, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, telling you, be safe, have fun, and have yourself an outstanding day. We'll see you next time on the Outstanding Life Podcast. Outstanding Life is a Soul Bridge Studio production.